0: To This Week in Marvel number
1: 414. It's not 414. Wait, it is. 414 was the other day. It was our regular episode. 414D. And yes, you are listening to This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Agent M. I'm Lorraine. This is our last recap of New York Comic Con, Lorraine. That's right. It's Sunday. It's a fun day. Uh, there's not as much that we need to recap this uh, episode, so that means we will be hitting on... Uh, this Week of Marvel History and uh, any community stuff we have. But uh, the big thing happened in Women of Marvel.
0: It sure did. The Women of Marvel panel today premiered, world premiere, of Marvel Rising, Operation Shuri, the awesome animated shorts that you guys can check out on Disney XD, and the Marvel HQ YouTube channel, uh, all featuring Shuri, the princess of Wakanda, who will kick all of our butts.
1: Uh, and Marvel Rising Operation Shuri will go live on the Marvel HQ YouTube channel on Friday, October 11th at 4 p.m. Pacific. And there's going to be a live chat with the writer of the special, Mae Cat, along with Daisy Lightfoot, who plays Shuri, uh, and Kat Kavari, who plays Ms. Marvel. Really, really fun. Uh, and the Women of Marvel podcast will have that uh, live show on the feed real soon. Stay tuned for that. Now, yesterday, Lorraine, you teased. An epic reveal! What is this breaking news?
0: I was the murderer all along.
1: Dun, dun, dun. It wasn't the
0: butler. It wasn't that sassy lady. It wasn't that agent. It was me. All uh. Long.
1: There's a little ASMR for you. Enjoy. Is that how it works? Yeah. The, today at the um, at the con. You did Earth's Mightiest Show with Travis and Clint McElroy.
0: Which was super fun. We actually did a special Master Comics Theater with them uh, from uh, Spectacular Spider-Ham, AKA Peter Porker. So it was super fun, super weird, and they did awesome, great.
1: Uh, We also did a live uh, special for Marvel's Pull List. Tucker and I played a game with some fans. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And then just before we started recording, the uh, kids' costume event happened.
0: Oh man, the kids' costume event is one of my favorite things of any Comic-Con. My favorite though might have been the small Carol Danvers that was left over at the end who was about, I'd say, two years old. No. Just kind of waiting for her mom, just hanging out with her flurkin and her little lunchbox that had a tesseract in it, all downsized to two-year-old size, so extremely impressive.
1: Oh, very cute. Uh, That was New York Comic Con. Of course, you can watch everything at marvel.com slash nycc19. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, We have a lot of coverage. So uh, let's dive right into this week in Marvel history for the week of October 4th through the 10th. Let's go all the way back. You want to read off that first one?
0: in October 9th of 1951, Patsy and Hetty number one is released, which has art by the legendary Al Jaffe. Uh, Patsy and Hetty both have their own titles, but they were so popular they got another book together because what says a great title like Frenemies?
1: Yeah, then two years later, October 8th, 1953, Girl's Life debuts, which becomes the fourth title concurrently running at the time to feature Patsy Walker. And like, think about that, few characters have had that many titles at the same time. Usually their name rhymes with Spider-Man or is literally Spider-Man or has an X in the title. It is bonkers. She
0: was wildly, wildly popular. really was. Um, October 9th, 1962, we saw Stanley and Jack Kirby introduce one of Marvel's most celebrated characters, Paste Pot Pete in Strange Tales, number 104. Uh, it's a human torch story. He'd later go on to be called the Trapster, but truly there's no better name, power set, or look, than Paste Pot Pete, a.k.a. I Eat Paste.
1: Yeah, the, the, honestly, the original Triple P. The, and, and The that, first Triple
0: P. Yeah, and um, that is the... That's why it's Paste Pot Persia, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Persia. Uh, and then Stan and Jack also introduced the alien race of the... Ovoids. Oh, it's best to avoid them oh, in Fantastic Four number
1: 10. I'm oh, going to avoid that joke. <laughs> in uh, October, 1963, while looking for a new place to do some large experiments, Marvel's first family runs into the Mole Man in Subterranea. It's the first time we meet his quote unquote loyal subjects, the Moloids, in Fantastic Four number 22 by Lee and Kirby.
0: I don't like the Moloids. They gross me out. I don't like them. Mm, no thanks.
1: Moloids.
0: I have to tell me, can you hear
1: me a mole Oh, they, they, they sound like... October 5th, 1965, Stanley Werner, Roth and crew introduce Master Mold in the X-Men number 15. That's not
0: how I imagine Master Mold talking at all. He's Master. like, I am Master Mold. That's how I hear him. Master Mold. I don't I don't like know
1: that. what it sounds like, because my hearing That's is That's what wrong. I think Mole
0: Man sounds like.
1: Aw.
0: He's mold. Like,
1: hello, what a you, Man? I don't think so. We'll talk it over. Uh, think of Master Mold like a Sentinel's bigger, scarier, even more anti-mutant, and eventually anti-human mommy daddy.
0: Yeah, he's a mommy daddy. He's a he's a little bit of both, and he's really um, I would say the frame for all Sentinels. He's the literally the mold. He made the mold. All right, October sixth, nineteen seventy, the original Spy Master as there have been several. First appears in Iron Man number 33, Spy Master just wants to spy and steal all of Tony Stark's secrets. He's a real spy master.
1: He's just like, I just want to spy. I just, spies want to spy. That's right. October 10th, 1974, Jerry Conway and Ross Andrew introduced Glory Grant, a new supporting character to Peter Parker's life in Amazing Spider-Man number 140. She would go on to work on The Daily Bugle. She would work with Mayor J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, but uh, I think... She's like also a really cool part when she was brought into the Ghost Spider universe, uh, original Spider-Gwen stories. That version of Glory plays keyboard in Gwen's band, The Mary Janes.
0: All I think is if you have uh, two Gs in your name and you hang out with Spider-Man, you probably got to die. That's all I can think
1: yeah it's possible you know
0: what i mean yeah. all right october 7th 1980 a very good year just a few issues into this run as writer and artist frank miller introduces Bon 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 electra matt murdoch's partner friend enemy lover trainer shadow and sticky pointy got a sorty size and much more in daredevil 168.
1: yeah october 4th 1983 only a few issues into his run on thor walter simonson kicks it up a notch again Giving Beta Ray Bill the mighty Uru Hammer, Stormbreaker, in Thor number 339. They're brothers in arms and honor. Thor and Bill end the issue, riding off into space together in a chariot carried by Thor's goats, Tooth and Tooth Grinder. It is so rad, so metal. They, I just like everything about that issue and the end of that is so much fun.
0: I love. I just, it's one of the best stories in Thor history. Yeah. Period. The end. Goodbye.
1: Yeah. Uh, also that day, hailed as one of the best Spider-Man stories. The Kid Who Collects Spider-Man. Yeah. No,
0: why would you even bring this up? I just recovered.
1: Yep. Uh, the Kid Who Collects Spider-Man by Roger Stern, Ron Friends, Terry Austin, and the crew in Amazing Spider-Man number 248 is released. It's about Spidey meeting his biggest fan, a young boy named Tim Harrison. If you read it, grab your tissues.
0: Oh, holy butts. All right, here we go. October 8th, 1985. This one is a classic, Uncanny X-Men 201 by Chris Claremont and Rick Leonardi. It is packed with crucial bits. The first appearance of baby Nathan Christopher Summers, a.k.a. the child of Cyclops, and Madeline Pryor, a.k.a. the baby that would grow up to be bon, 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 cable. Um, there's X-Men Softball. And It has,
1: yeah, it's one of the classic softball games. And it's this the is, one
0: where Rogue's butt is showing.
1: Yeah, she's wearing one-third of a shirt.
0: She's wearing a little half shirt and, like, teeny bikini briefs for no reason no reason but it's zero and they're playing baseball oh yeah it's dangerous and someone
1: hits the ball up way up into the sky she goes she flies up she catches it next to an airplane and the the guys in the airplane is like oh look at this and she like (laughs) she's like oh hey and she smooches the glass and then flies back down it's so fun
0: it's so stupid and so fun and so great in every single way um, and then they battle for leadership of the X-Men between a depowered and Mohawk, Storm and Cyclops. Storm, 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 Storm. Boo, Cyclops. Yay, Storm. She wins. Deal with it. Oh, I know. Spoilers.
1: Uh, if you never <laughs> read it, too bad. It's great. Read it. still really great, even if you know the end.
0: October 5th, 2018, the Venom film opens in theaters. It's set in San Francisco, along with a whole bunch of other cool Marvel stuff. Check it out in last week's episode for more Bay Area action.
1: Yeah, that's it. We did it. Wait, was
0: there a community? There's a community. I will say this about our community. Uh, our community was super great this weekend. A bunch of people came up and said, I love This Week in Marvel, which Ryan and I had tweeted out and said, hey, if you come up and say this, uh, whether you say I love This Week of Marvel or I love Earth's Mightiest Idea Show, we'll come and give you some... Uh, show swag and we did that. We appreciate everybody who came to us and uh, said hello. We also appreciate everybody who turned out for the This Week in Marvel panel. If you have not listened to that episode yet, you can, it's out in the world. Go listen to it where you listen to your podcast, because it is a real fun one. Ryan is out of control.
1: Shout out to Captain Rogers 44 uh, posted on Twitter. Uh, getting to meet some amazing creators at New York Comic Con. Hashtag, and I was this week in Marvel. We saw those photos. Um, Robert, those were really great. Uh, he also went got to see the Runaways panel, the Marvel's Runaways panel. RP67 says, my favorite version of Hulk is Savage Banner. Can't remember if that was a question, or just a topic of discussion on the show, but there we go. Favorite version of Banner?
0: Of Bruce Banner? Um, I'm going to go with Professor Hulk because he was like a sassy boy who was like very charming. He wasn't the most powerful Hulk, but he had the most personality and that's ultimately what matters to me, Ryan.
1: I like that. It's a good answer. Thank you. What about you? Mr. Fix It. Yeah, because
0: he's a big meanie.
1: Yeah, he's just such a He's like, yo, it's me. I'm the Hulk. He's Frank Thierry.
0: Yeah, he is Frank Thierry. Everyone
1: Uh, is. Yeah, and RP also says they're one of the offers, if you're a Marvel insider, 750,000 Insider Points, you could be drawn into a Marvel comic. What? He's got 100,000 down, 650,000 more to go. Uh, we'll get back on track with regular This Week in Marvel community next week after we recover. Um,
0: I'll be away for a couple of weeks for my honeymoon, but I'll be
1: back. Well, you will be there to record. When do you leave?
0: I'll, I'll be in next week's episode, but the couple weeks after that, I'll be away. So um, miss me, miss me.
1: When you're away, the cats will play.
0: And the cats are just one person, and that's Ryan. Yeah. Meow. All right, that's it from us. I'm Lorraine. I'm Ryan. And this is Marvel. meow Universe.